Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we talk about our eventful weeks and we discuss two Pokemon anime episodes with some twists along the way. And just a quick reminder, this podcast is rated E for explicit, and I'm your host, Jacob. I'm here with my co-host, Austin. I'm calling bullshit on eventful weeks. I haven't had an eventful week in ever. It's, it's just design, It's just in there to get suck people in. It's like, oh, something exciting is going to happen. Ooh. It's like when that screensaver thing hits the corner, you know, <gasps> exactly. That's what we're... You have been watching The Office lately. <laughs> the Office and also saw a video of people at a football stadium with that thing on yeah. the Jumbotron. You've seen that one? Yeah, yeah, that. That, yeah. yeah that's, what I, I, that's more of the recent video that I've seen that made me think of that. Speaking of Jumbo screens, we've got our other co-host here, Alex. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Austin. This week has been quite eventful. Maybe not in the way that we would want, but still eventful eventful indeed with i guess you having the most eventful week would you like to lead the start the discussion about our weeks well sure um (laughs) well okay so here's something good that happened i'll start with the good we went to go see a movie at the drive-in austin and i did so that was fun and exciting what movie candy man oh okay which, good thing we watched the original movie from 1992, because I feel like there wouldn't have been a lot of context otherwise. We had to contend with the whole FM radio setup thing, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go back to an actual movie theater yet. So it was a good alternative. I thought they did Bluetooth for drive-ins. Bluetooth? Not this one. Not the, okay. Well, maybe that's for a fancy drive-in, but... This is not a fancy drive-in. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a charming drive-in, okay? So the rest of the the week was um, bookended by... I got my second vaccine on Friday. Oh, second shot, right? Yes, the second shot of the two-part vaccine, which the first one was uneventful, other than a sore arm. The second one, though, man, they were right about that second shot. Yeah, I I told you earlier in this series, it's it's hell. (laughs) I it know, really I is. was. I remembered what you had said before about your experience, and I was like, oh my god, it was misery. Do y'all get flu shots every year? No. No. Okay, I do, and I didn't <laughs> have a single problem with the second Moderna shot. See, you built yourself up. Your immune system was ready. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine there's a correlation. The flu shot never, it never knocks me out. So what I read about this particular vaccine, the COVID vaccine is the first one primes the immune system. And the second one is the one that really makes your body like start making the antibodies. So that's mm-hmm. why you start feeling really... Well, some people don't. That, you know, it's different for everybody. You know, some people have no problems. But I was not that fortunate. Not to say that you should avoid getting the shot. Anybody who hasn't got it should still get it. It does a lot more good than bad. So... And now you're, like, safe, you know? You can just go back to living regularly. Like, you don't have to wash your hands. 
Oh, you can just no. oh. you know grab right. stuff. It's I am still going. Welcome to, be, to the good life. Is what I'm saying. I'm still going to be extra cautious. Wear the mask and the washing of the hands and everything. But I am excited because I promised myself that when I got my second shot, two weeks after that, because that's when they say two weeks after the second one is when you're fully protected. That I was going to treat myself. To something I haven't had in over a year. Waffle House. Oh. Delicious Waffle House. Yeah, now you, as I said, that's going back to the pure thing. You can go back to eating the grimy food where they just, you know, take the pans out back, hose it off with the hose water, and you're good to go. Yes, delicious, disgusting Waffle House. How I've missed you so. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, you haven't gotten it yet? No, I have to. I told myself two weeks after when I'm oh, protected okay. from the vaccine, that's gonna be my first thing, normal thing back, and I'm so excited. That's a major clue as to where in the United States we are. <sighs> Whatever. Is it gonna be a grand slam? <laughs> are we talking about a? Uh, that's Denny's. Denny's All Star Special. All Star Special. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, I just have to stop real quick and say I don't understand the curse that is around this house because i feel like every time we do this podcast doesn't matter what time of day it is somebody ultimately has to start doing lawn work i don't know if you guys can hear the leaf blower what the hell i can hear the dog whining at my door that's all i can hear well the mic is gonna hear the leaf blower what the fuck we're playing with our new leaf blowers (laughs) yeah reef blower yeah whoever's outside is a real squidward i'll tell you that I think you're the Squidward in this situation. Well, oh my god. It's like, it doesn't matter. We typically do our recordings on Sundays, Sunday in the afternoon, Sunday morning. Now, it's in the middle of the week after 5 o'clock. Who the hell is blowing leaves at 5.40? Someone who's got a lot of leaves. Yeah. God, I hate them. They should just leave it and be. And take it back. You were right. Squidward did use the reef blower at the end. Yeah, and he actually had fun with it, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe I should not be judgmental. Maybe this is that person's only way to escape. And they spend their free time leaf blowing, but still. Yeah. Why is it always during the podcast? A lot of people blow to escape. I'm sorry, a lot of people blow or a lot of people do blow? Oh my god, it stopped. Oh, thank god. Is it permanently stopped? The dog is starting to, like, ram the door with his <laughs> nose. So we gotta move on. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> on to... Somebody else is weak. Austin, Jacob, anyone? I'll take it. I've watched uh, Goblet of Fire. I'm continuing my Harry Potter marathon. <gasps> Went to the Goblet of Fire. It was it was better than I remember, I guess. Like I said, the whole thing just makes me angry because Harry just cheats. Or Dumbledore cheats, not Harry. Well, first of all, I'd like to say you need to pick up the pace. Because I binge-watched all eight movies over the past couple days. So, holy cow, pick up the pace. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to. It's a lot to absorb. I have a lot of questions I ask. It takes me about four hours to watch these movies. Every time I watch one, I'm like, that just makes no sense. Then I have to go back in and find an explanation for it. And then then we can move on. You know, you raise a good point about Dumbledore. I watched those movies and I did also think to myself, Dumbledore isn't exactly a good guy, is he? No, he's he's one of those people that is so focused on his own goal. that he doesn't really care what happens to everybody else. I don't he's supposed to be like this all-powerful wizard who knows everything but he puts Harry in danger and I think at one point he's like I'm sorry Harry I must ask you to put yourself in danger again and I'm like yeah oh and then oh wait I think this is later but he basically knows that Harry's gonna die and that he's basically he was born to die so aren't we all though 
Yeah, but he... It's just awful. I think it was... It's either Half-Blood Prince or um, Deathly Hallows. It's Deathly Hallows. Where he's talking to Snape. Is that where he's talking to Snape? And he's like, yes, Harry has to die. That was uh, Half-Blood Prince. Wasn't was it? it? I, I don't it know. Was, they all I blended can, together yeah. at no. the end. Half-Blood Prince, Draco has to kill Dumbledore, but Dumbledore's already dying. Yeah, because of the ring. So Dumbledore's like, Snape, you kill me. Either way, Dumbledore's not all that. Sorry. I mean, I like Dumbledore, but he puts people into unnecessary danger. Jacob's right. Children. I'm going to defend Dumbledore real quick. Hold on. Let me jump on my Dumbledore train. The Hogwarts <laughs> Express, one might say. Dumbledore. I've got okay, no breaks. Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm not saying Dumbledore is all sunshine and rainbows, um, because J.K. Rowling doesn't allow him to be gay in the novels. But Dumbledore's goal is to stop Voldemort. That's a noble goal. And I realize he has to do a lot of really shitty things to get there, but he's not doing it for selfish purposes. But he also calls the problem. That was Professor Slugborn. <laughs> so It was kind of Dumbledore that went to Tom Riddle and said, hey, you seem like a good boy. And then... At- after all these repeated signs of him being evil and wanting to use magic for evil intentions, Dumbledore's like, we can still try. I would have killed Moni Myrtle, too. She was annoying. <laughs> Damn, hot <laughs> <Dang>. take. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If Professor Slughorn wasn't such a bumbling buffoon, we never would have had Voldemort. How come they didn't, like, lock him up for, like, I don't know, guilt by association or something? <laughs> Yeah, anyway, that was my week. Any more thoughts on Harry Potter or Austin, you're ready to take it over? Watch more movies. I am. I'm going to, yeah, we'll probably, for the audience, the next t- t- thing for my week is probably the next Harry Potter movie, so. Are you doing one week, one movie a week? Probably. That's probably a healthier way to do it. Not I, like me. I got to digest it. does nothing. Also, unlike me, I'm trying to watch as many things nominated for Emmys as I possibly can within the course of one week. <laughs> So I just finished I May Destroy You. I watched that in two days. Is that like a limited series? Yeah, it's like oh. really good. HBO? I mean, it's really, um, viewer discretion advised, it's heavy, but it's really good. That's it. That's my week. Do we know anybody in it? Uh, it's British, so probably not. Have you seen Chewing Gum? Is Lucius in it? No. Okay, well then I can watch it. Lucius Malfoy? That guy's a good actor. Have you seen the movie he's he's in? Is that who we're talking about here? Yeah, that guy. That guy's a good okay, actor. Okay, I'm I'm calling it. No more Harry Potter. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Can we talk well, about Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. We're, we're gonna now. talk about the Patriot for a second. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, the, the Patriot. That guy's in that movie. Phenomenal bad guy. Shout out to that guy for being a great character actor and for being All British. Right, that's it for, for my you. week. Unless you want to hear about me and the baby in the car. <gasps> yes. Okay. Um, I this is a this happy out. ending story, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Maybe I think. Because babies, Lord, cars, I, I don't know. It's, uh... So I'm walking the dog, and I hear... <coughs> I hear a crashing noise. And I go, huh, a car just crashed. So I go on my merry way, and I realize what it is is that a car has accidentally gone in forward instead of reverse while pulling out of a parking spot. And they have gone up on the curb, and I'm like, whoopsie-doo, it happens. Wait, 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 how did you go? How did you go again? Whoopsie-doo. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was the yell. Ah! Ah! I yell a lot on this podcast. I apologize for everyone. I I noticed the person's not coming out of the car. And I'm like, well, maybe we should go check on that person to see if they're doing all right. So the dog and I walk over there. She has emerged from her car. She is it looks to be like kind of in a state of shock a little bit. Uh, she doesn't speak very much English. So we have a communication process that involves a lot of gesturing. But she asked me to to get into the car and move it out off the curb and i'm like 
okay, can you hold the dog? So I guess she holds onto the dog. I get into the car. I put it in reverse. I can't move it. A baby starts crying because there's a baby in the car with me. And as far as the baby knows, the baby's in the car, the car crashes and onto the curb, and then a strange man got into the car. <laughs> the baby's getting abducted. <laughs> yeah, the baby's not happy with that. And I'm like, oh, but the baby, I don't blame you. I wouldn't be happy yeah. either. I wouldn't be happy as an adult. So the woman gets the baby out of the car, and and she's like, let the dog go? And I'm like, I'm going to need you to hold on to the dog, because the dog is trying to try to get into your car if you're not holding him back. So I get in the car and we go reverse, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, forward. It, nothing happens for a long time because it's literally stuck between like, you know, those cement blocks they have to mm-hmm. stop you from going up on the curb. Well, obviously that didn't work. Yeah. Well, it's, she must have hit that thing at 100 miles per hour because uh, the wheels are stuck between that bar and the curb. It's a car too, not SUV, like you said. It's a tiny little car. Okay, so close it to bottomed the out. Yeah. Yeah, so it takes forever to get that thing off. I get out of the car multiple times and like kind of like try and push it a little bit. It doesn't <laughs> Super work. strength. <laughs> well, I'm like maybe it's on an edge. Maybe I can just like okay. Let me uh, ask you, but it you didn't work. It, did you put it in neutral before you tried to push? Yes, it? I okay. did. Let's <laughs> make sure. <laughs> yes, I did put it in neutral. Okay. Thank you. But eventually, the car comes unhinged. I'm like, lady, do you want me to do this? Because I'm making horrible scraping noises against the cement. She's like, yeah, do it. I'm like, okay, the car goes, as I break the undercarriage of it. Oh, Lord. Eventually, I get it out, and she's like, okay, great. Well, can you move it to the different spot? I'm like, why am I the one doing this? Okay. So I move it to, like, two or three spots to the right from where it was parked, but I, the is it the tire rod or the tie axle. rod? Something. Will axle. Tie, thank you, axle. I don't know cars. It's gone it's broken it's destroyed i cannot drive this car in any direction like if i put tap my toe on it it's gonna go at a 45 degree angle away so it was a disaster but i managed to scoot it into the spot kind of it kind of was in two spots this is horrifying for the reason that if she can't even get out of a parking space i don't know what business she has driving down the road I'm assuming she just accidentally put it in drive instead of reverse and like I'm thinking about it and then floored it, I guess. Yeah. What if there was somebody like standing behind her or like, I don't know. There's a million ways that that could have gone terribly wrong. But if it was an SUV and she could jump the curb and somebody was on the other side. Yeah. Damn. It's even worse. Should I call all this out? (laughs) I think it's a pretty good story. If you want to leave it in. Anyway. I get the car where she wants it to go, kind of, and I'm like, okay, bye, and I take the dog and go. Good for you. I can't believe that that was not your, like, like leading story. You're like, oh, I didn't do anything. My week sucked. Oh, but by the well, way. Well, I forgot about it. It happened, like, nine <laughs> days ago. How did she move the car if the axle, like, if the thing was, she couldn't steer it? Well, I don't know, but I, I went back. I mean, I, I live here, obviously, and the car has now since been moved. She called a tow. She must have called a tow Yeah, she or had something. to have. Yeah. That's a I big fix, I think she drove it too. down the road like that. I think the tire trucks are, our tire tracks are still on the pavement from where <laughs> I... Jeez, somebody. That's not a joke. They really are. <laughs> Ooh, I want to see. She didn't take a picture of you in the driver's seat doing this or film a video of you doing this, right? I certainly hope not. Her hands were full with a baby and a dog. Okay. Just making sure. I'm in the, the skeptical camp with, with Jacob, like... Maybe she was filming you, and then it's going to come back to bite you in the ass later. But if a guy how? comes up... What would it do? Uh, Look what, what this guy did. He's, 
he freaking stole my car. Stole my very, car and very my baby. I'm just telling you. My baby was in there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was very exciting, Austin. Good for I don't know. You yeah, you should. Yeah, look at you being Mr. Superman over there. Y'all want her like, oh, they're probably taking your DNA. <laughs> no. <laughs> what should we tell me? <laughs> did you leave your fingerprints on the steering wheel? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. should have wiped it. wraps up our weeks if unless anything else you guys want to say or add we ended with a good uh, good samaritan story there so thank you austin for that being the hero of the week just be careful <laughs> i guess we can <laughs> i guess we can move on to the randomizer we should have mentioned the two episodes we're talking about this week before that uh we're talking about the song of jigglypuff and is it attack of the prehistoric pokemon yes indeedy our randomizer has chosen it's Austin, Alex, and then me. Ooh. Oh my god! Yay! That hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, I know. All right, Jacob, this is on you. You got to be the, our discussion leader. I'll do my best. I think there's a lot to talk about these two episodes. So. Okay, let's get to it. All right, for the song of Jamie no more Puff, delays. That's no right. more Harry Potter. No more Harry Potter. <laughs> We're talking about. Uh, <laughs> we start off with our 30 second summary challenge. Where we get 30 seconds to summarize the episode. And we're doing the song of Jigglypuff first. And get ready. Your turn is starting in 3, 2, 1, go. The twerps transverse the giant desert of Kanto. Uh, where they end up in the Kanto version of Las Vegas. Also known as Neon Town. Everyone there is really cranky because they need a nap. And also because of the drugs. <laughs> they find a Jigglypuff in the forest located next to the desert. And Jigglypuff can't sing, and so they help it to learn how to sing, and then they regret it for the rest of their lives because it puts them to sleep, then it steals a marker and drills in their faces, and so they take it to Las Vegas, and it puts everyone to sleep, and then it stalks them for the rest of season one through whatever. The all end. right, the end. Time. <laughs> you only went like a second over, though, so that's not bad at all. We always go over a second over. Yeah, I usually give a, I give a courtesy second or two because you know how time works. Finish your sentence. Yeah, finish your sentence. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off mid- mid-stride there you know that's a good point that you mentioned during your summary i just want to say there was a forest next to the desert how bizarre i didn't notice that before where is the desert in kanto okay so like austin said we arrived in neon town which is just just las vegas we're at the place that melvin i guess was talking about when he mentioned las vegas in the previous episode oh yeah at least we have some continuity here (laughs) yeah my thing is how far is this place from where melvin's at uh, well, Melvin and his executors are marching through the desert as we speak, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> They're coming, <laughs> and the, the bombs have been planted. We're about to have a great carnival here in Neon City. Neon Town. Oh, Neon Town. Oh, it is Neon Town. You're right. Just call it Las Vegas. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, we'll just say we're in Las Vegas. Well, anyway, they arrive in town, and Ash actually bumps into a fellow who is quite angry. And Ash actually gets a little bitter with him, too. They start going out a little bit. 
And then you hear Brock being the peacekeeper here, saying, hey, you guys apologize to cut that out. But then we actually get to see Officer Jenny intervene, and what is your opinion of this Jenny? This Jenny actually, I felt, was not bad. With It was two seconds, but give her some credit, she wasn't terrible, was she? Well, she's being paid off by the mob. <laughs> that's a good point, yep. <laughs> Instead of paying attention to the crime that's happening in this Vegas setting, she's going around and breaking up petty fights as her full-time job, which is a part of her job, that's true, but I think she has bigger things to tackle, given that she's the one police officer in the town. No, does she mention other officers, or does she say she's the only one? I don't think I don't she know. says either way, but it's always usually just her. I don't think we've seen any of, like, the background, like, male police officers, any additional since, what, when the cruise ship sank? Yeah, that's, about, that's the only thing I could think of is back then. Maybe? I don't even know. They were all lost at sea as well. She killed them all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Through their They're stuck in that crag, them. that ocean crag. Yeah. <laughs> going back and forth on the edge. <laughs> Landed right on the perfect crevice. But anyway, they're in they're in town, and Jenny, obviously, what I like about that Jenny is she stops the fight, then she goes and saves someone else. She's not waiting for the twerps to solve their problems for her. But then we meet Team Rocket come bumbling into the town, and they look like they're hungover, maybe drunk, maybe had a fun night party in. And then James <laughs> James ends up bumping into a guy. I think it's the same guy. It is the same it guy. It is the same guy. Okay, just make it sure. And then he gets beaten up, and he's just getting punched in the head in the corner. And Jesse's also getting beaten up by a woman that she bumped into. And I think it was more than that. <laughs> yeah, it was more than that. It was more than just getting beat up. <laughs> Poor <was>. Jesse. <laughs> From my notes, that Jesse spanking sequence was someone's fetish. Yeah. The woman picked her up and started smacking her ass. <laughs> she did. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, though, right? Isn't that the, the motto? Something like that. I feel like, just a side note real quick, I feel like when it's physical violence, I guess, for a laugh, it's always at Jesse's expense. Always. She's always the one getting beat up, like, attacked, hit with some sort of Pokemon move, something. It's always her. Until Victory Bell comes. Yeah. Yeah. I think James kind of gets it, too, sometimes. Yeah, that's a, well, that's a good point. I think they move the physical humor gag to James. Mm Mm-hmm once that happens because then he becomes the one that always gets assaulted by the pokemon at least but these early episodes i've noticed it's always jesse getting hurt yeah they attack misty on the looks and then they just attack jesse with the physical stuff early pokemon was sexist jesus yeah early (laughs) well maybe it's a lot more noticeable yeah but you should go back and watch a whole bunch of old cartoons you'll probably pick up some stuff you may have missed as a kid. Oh, probably. So Ash and his friends, the next day, they're coming out of a hotel and see some people arguing. I guess they just decide to wander off and they go into the forest. And there they find Jigglypuff. Oh, God. And this is what Austin was talking about earlier a little bit with their and Alex about the forest just kind of randomly being there. And Misty decides that she's going to catch it. She says, I'm done with water Pokemon. I'm hanging them up. We're going to move on to Jigglypuff. And she calls out. Austin's favorite Pokemon, Staryu. But unfortunately, Staryu does not come out. <laughs> Staryu does come out, thank Eventually. you. Eventually, but... Yeah, Psyduck comes out first, then Staryu comes out. Okay, so Psyduck comes out, and then Staryu comes out to finish the deal. Correct. I think this is the single biggest mistake the Torps have ever made. This is gonna haunt them. Yeah. The decision to catch this fucking thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I have, I have kind of mixed feelings about the, the Jigglypuff trend that this starts. But Oh boy, I have some thoughts on Jigglypuff, but continue. Well, you can go and talk about it. I'm just, I was going to say, like, Jigglypuff, you know, is obviously very upset about something, maybe because it got attacked, but then they find out that, you know, Jigglypuff can't sing. So uh, other Jigglypuff can sing, right? Is that what we're talking about here? I think this Jigglypuff had a sore throat. Yeah, is that the only issue? Oh, okay. Not, that is not the only issue yeah. this Jigglypuff has, but... Well, <laughs> psychologically, it has issues. <laughs> That's why it couldn't sing, because they try a whole bunch of other crap on it, it just doesn't work, right? They try a couple things, a couple breathing exercises and, and such, but then Brock has a brilliant idea to find some sort of convenient fruit, which, do we even know what kind of fruit it was? He's just like, oh, here's this fruit I was looking for. It was plot device fruit. Plot device yeah. fruit, yep. Implanted sure. plot. Like the forest that just happens to find its way in the middle of the desert for Jigglypuff to appear. Oh, God. Oddly. Where is any of this happening? <laughs> it's like trying to get a layout of the region. <laughs> I can't figure it out. It's happening in hell. I think they've left Kanto back a while ago, and they're just like in nowhere land. They're in hell, Austin. They're all in hell. And you know why? You know why they're in hell? Because Jigglypuff is a demon. I could see that. It definitely acts like a Damien or something like that. God. No, Damien was in the Charmander episode. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. That, I was thinking the... Yeah. But anyway, Team, Team Rocket sees Jigglypuff's new ability to sing, and they get this idea that they're going to try to put Neon Town, or Las Vegas, to sleep. They're going to put the city that never sleeps to sleep. That way they can go in there and steal the money, the Pokemon, all that stuff. Why... My question to you guys is, why did they even think this was going to work in the first place? Because they try to help Jigglypuff. They do. They cure its sore throat or whatever the hell was wrong with it. It sings. They fall asleep. And they're like, oh, no, we fell asleep. So they're like, okay, maybe the Pokemon won't fall asleep. Which, okay, okay. Maybe we're moving in the right direction. Well, they try that. And that doesn't work. So then... One of them, Misty, I don't know, gets it in her head and it's like, well, maybe if we go to the town that never sleeps, they won't fall asleep. And that makes zero sense to me because they're all still human. Because they're dumbasses. Yeah. How much more do we need to establish that? <laughs> they couldn't put two know. and two together, obviously. Well, and then like you said, Jacob, I mean, Team Rocket obviously thinks this is a wonderful idea because they're like, oh my God, those little idiots. That's what we wanted to do. We'll just have them do it instead. Oh. I thought Team Rocket's plan was kind of smart, but they just, even the tape recorder thing was kind of clever when uh, they're like, okay, we see it singing, we're going to tape record it and then just play it over the loudspeakers and see if that puts people to sleep. I mean, for a diabolical, I mean, it's a pretty decent idea, but... Well, well it's kind of like Melvin's plan to hypnotize the population. Like, yeah, why not do that? Why, <laughs> That's it, yeah. why not try this, at least? I, yeah, I, I, well... I like the attitude we should always take stuff like, should you do this? Why not? Well, if you're an evil person yeah. and there are mystical creatures all around you that you can easily obtain that can use their magical abilities to affect the population, sure. Go for it. Why not? Did anyone else... The other comment that I wanted to make about Jigglypuff was how, like, sadistic it is. Like, it attacked Pikachu on two separate occasions. Before before its issues kicked in, yep. it was already doing that little like, foreshadowing. It was doing it out of sight, too. So it would always do it when someone wasn't looking, like, you know, to make Pikachu look kind of crazy or weird. Well, Pikachu didn't even, which I don't understand how it didn't notice that Jigglypuff was attacking it, because it, Pikachu also looked confused. Like, what just happened to me? Ugh. That was Jigglypuff's audition for Super Smash Brothers, and it worked. <laughs> it did work. 
Well, the one, okay, so I can't remember the first time. I know there was two separate instances, but the second time specifically was when Pikachu was cheering for it after it sang successfully the first time, after it had its sore throat cured or whatever. Then it was like, oh, yay, you know, Jigglypuff, you got your singing voice back. Hooray, that's wonderful. And then it jumps behind Pikachu and knocks the shit out of it. For for what? It didn't clap loud enough. The first time Jigglypuff couldn't sing, Pikachu sings off key. Right. Oh, and, right. And Ash right. compliments him kind of facetiously, but like you would compliment a pet. And Jigglypuff's like, fuck that noise. Uh-uh. And so I think he just hates Pikachu from for the rest of the episode. Oh, so vendettas, that is a good point. It does hold vendettas. Right. We do see, or like, you know, grudges and stuff like that. Maybe that's just a little foreshadowing that we see from Jigglypuff's true self. We're kind of jumping all over the place, but we just need to establish Jigglypuff remembers how to sing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or its throat yeah. is soothed, so it can sing. What happens when Jigglypuff sings? People fall Everyone asleep. Everyone goes to sleep. Yeah. What happens when people go to sleep? Jigglypuff gets mad because no one was listening to its song all the way through. So it rifles through Ash's marker, find uh, <laughs> bag. He rifles, rifles through, through bag. Ash's backpack, <laughs> finds the marker, finds a marker, and draws it over their faces. Boom! A legend is born. Yep. And then we get this trend for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. and we even revisit sometimes in the later seasons. An unfortunately long time. Yeah, it's kind of over overused a little bit. Save our save our Jigglypuff discussion till the end. Okay, we'll save it then a little bit. Okay, so like Alex was saying, they do decide to carry Jigglypuff into town, and they're trying to find a stage for it to perform on. Idiots. Idiots, exactly. (laughs) And then here come these two rock stars with a stage that's mobile for the Jigglypuff to perform on, and this is where we kind of see Jesse and James's fun costumes. Wait! Wait! Oh my god, wait! You skipped over the best T-Rocket moment in history! I know, I know, the singing, the motto, yes... Oh, oh my god, how did we miss that completely? Stop. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Put the, put the brakes on. I was on. waiting for someone Stop. to say, hey, wait a minute. Jacob, <laughs> you're leading. You have to take control. I know, but I'm, I was trying to get it get there for you. No, oh my god. Oh my god. Jacob, please. You have to reverse. Go back. Go back because we have to talk about this. Go for it. No, you go for it. <laughs> Are you talking about when they sing? They're... Hell yeah, I'm talking about when they when sing. When they rock out? I just... I thought it was cool. <laughs> when they do their motto, oh yes. my god. It's their motto. Austin, sing it for us. I'm not going to, that's the thing, I'm not going to sing it. I don't have that pleasant of a voice. This was a single that came out from Pikachu Records called Team Rocket Forever. And it's a song where the three of them sing. And I actually own the single because I just bought it on eBay the other day. Because I saw this episode, I was like, oh Yeah. So, in the Japanese version, they sing the song, and then when they dubbed it over to English, they kept the backing vocal, or the backing instrumentals, and had Team Rocket sing a different lyrics, but to the same tune. And that's what this is. Was, but thank you guys for running, reminding me of that slam jam that Team Rocket did. But after that masterful, masterful performance, Jigglypuff decides to jump on the stage and play its tune, which, of course puts everybody in the town to sleep and pisses Jigglypuff off and she takes the marker again and just writes writes all over people's faces, giving them scary faces, funny faces. The falling asleep is to no vain because the townspeople wake up from the song in actually a good mood and they actually seem like they needed that rest. So what the Pokemon Lovers Club was trying to do and failed to succeed at was finally (laughs) implemented successfully 
all I could write down was Neon Town Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> they somehow, the, the Team Rocket's little mobile stage truck dev- contraption that they had, that the twerps used for Jigglypuff, it had speakers throughout the entire city, like in buildings, and like we saw restaurants and at the slots and in traffic. <laughs> a lot of people against their will fell to the ground and a lot of people died that was like one thing i was feeling too at this point because you have no idea what these people are doing right before someone's doing open heart surgery somewhere in this town <laughs> that's right yeah that's it just <laughs> oh what a peaceful way to go at least i guess how about all the people at the the slot machines just falling asleep middle middle spin falling asleep in their food we saw drivers asleep at the yeah wheel, we did we saying. did but they stopped though maybe they felt they were Getting drowsy and they hit the brakes or parking brake or something. I I know drivers better than that. Or as we know from the Diglett episode, the truck the trucks drive automatically, so maybe it was just the. Oh, maybe. All right. Any more thoughts or concerns about this episode before we move on? The twerps say, "Well, I hope we get to see that Jigglypuff yet again." Well, little do they know. Dun dun dun. God. <sighs> you know what it reminded me of. You know what Jigglypuff (laughs) reminded me of? What? Well, I know you don't want to go off topic, but I've been watching Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And it reminded me of Sam and Frodo, who are getting stalked by Gollum, who follows them across Middle-earth to Mordor. (laughs) Oh, especially that part when Jigglypuff bites off Ash's finger. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. (laughs) I did like seeing Jigglypuff burn to a crisp in the heart of the (laughs) volcano, though. And it's grabbing for its mic, my precious... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The similarities are uncanny. That's going to be your fan fiction for that episode. (gasps) Perfect. Jacob, thank you. Okay, now we're going to have the discussion. What are our thoughts on Jigglypuff? It's awful. Okay. Case closed. Elaborate. No, more. (laughs) Well, first of all, it's clearly psychologically disturbed. Yes. And has a narcissism problem. I don't understand. You would think that Jigglypuff... Has it never seen another Jigglypuff before? Shouldn't it know that by its very nature as a Jigglypuff, it puts people to sleep? Why does it get offended when people fall asleep? That just means that it's successful at what it does. It wants someone to hear the whole song. Well, its song sucks. Who would want to hear the whole thing? Oh, God. Throwing down the gauntlet here. And what else is there to say? It's Jigglypuff is probably the worst. I have lots to say about Jigglypuff. Please regale us. First of all, Jigglypuff is awesome. Ugh. Podcast over. Mm. Okay, I like Jigglypuff. (laughs) I think at this point, the only dynamics we have are Twerps, Team Rocket. Team Rocket is following Twerps. They fight every episode. Now we have a new third party in the mix. A new antagonist. Yeah, we have a, a, a wild card who could be played at any time who could appear and cause havoc. You mean all the time? It doesn't appear as often as you think. That's too stressful. I don't like that. <laughs> having that having that wild card out there. <laughs> yeah, because you might just be having a wonderful episode. Like a good and then time, all of a sudden. And then, yes, and all of a sudden, disaster. Oh, well, Jigglypuff's here to be a plot device. That's really what, it, what function it ultimately serves. Misery and pain? Okay. Yeah. I just thought it was a clever idea. They saw Jigglypuff and they were like, well, we want it to have a big role. Someone was like, I have an idea. That it person follows should them be everywhere. Fired. 
That person deserved a promotion. Ugh. I mean, like, it worked. Jigglypuff was in Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's pretty recognizable. And it was awesome in Smash, like we said the last uh, the ending of the last episode. Oh, yeah. Jigglypuff was awesome in Smash. Austin, you brought up some good points. It does change the formula up a little bit. I just don't like the side stuff they do with Pokemon sometimes. Like, I didn't like the Sun and Moon stuff with Eevee. This is this is a little different, but from my memory, and th- I may be wrong, it gets overplayed a little bit, and I just... I felt Team Rocket mixes up a little bit, but with Jigglypuff, with this, you kind of just get the exact same thing over and over again. I mean, that's Pokemon to a T. Yeah. We'll see what we think by the end of Johto. Yeah. What we think about this. Question, back to Smash. Why do we need Jigglypuff? We already have one pink ball thing. Well, Kirby. that's why. Because they already had Kirby, and they wanted to have more characters, but they didn't have as much development time. So they kind of just changed Kirby's assets to make it Jigglypuff. I assume yeah. I, I may have made that up. <laughs> That's disrespectful to Kirby. Jigglypuff's in that game a lot too. Ugh. She's in she's in every version of Smash Brothers. Jigglypuff sucks. <laughs> That's the thoughts on it. Down with Jigglypuff. I'd also like to point out I I blame the twerps wholeheartedly for this because I can't imagine that living in its little forest desert life, Jigglypuff has like <laughs> been introduced to the concept of a microphone and a stage and like an adoring audience. I think it was introduced to all these concepts in this episode when the twerps show up and are like, golly gee, Jigglypuff, let's go find a big outdoor stage for you to perform for all the people. And I think that planted the seed for its like delusions of grandeur in its head. Yeah, it gave it, a, mm. Misty and her bright ideas gave gave it a god complex. And now it's like, <laughs> ugh. So I think they are to blame. They are this entire situation. Yeah. And the other thing too is, I don't understand. Ash makes a comment at one point, okay, they come across this Jigglypuff, and Missy's like, oh, I gotta catch it, it's so cute. Which is like, okay, no big deal, that's typical trainer stuff. She sees a Pokemon, she wants to catch it. Okay, I'm not gonna fault her for that. But what I do fault them for is, they fail to catch it, and then Misty immediately starts apologizing to it. For, for what? I don't understand. And then Ash is like, well, we can't just leave it here. And I'm like, yes, you can. You can move along. <laughs> You can just leave. They've never once met someone they can't help solve That's their right. problem. <laughs> it's like they forced help. Yep. Oh my god, it was infuriating. I'm like, just walk away. Like, leave it in the woods where it lives. No, we have to stop the Snorlax and the vines from stopping the water from coming down the spout. We oh. have to stop the Yazjims and the Kazjims from having a feud. <laughs> we have to stop the the Gringy City power plant for getting stopped up with Gengars or whatever. Gengars. Gengars. Gr- Grimers. I can't <laughs> Grimers. Whatever. <laughs> we gotta stop everything and help this fucking Jigglypuff. That's right. Forget about the gyms. We're gonna help people. The yeah. gyms are long yeah, forgotten. The gyms are gone every every time. Where are they? <laughs> They're near a desert near the forest. Duh. They're in Neon Town. <laughs> it's just like many places that have that kind of terrain. Ugh. Throw a dart at a map and you'll land near one of those places hell they opened pandora's box with this fucking jigglypuff should have left it in the forest where it lived all right let's move on to our mvp and lvp in our quotes we have our most valuable player and our least valuable player and our most memorable quote from the episode and the rule with mvp and lvp is there's no repeats so once someone said they're done and i got the randomizer right here it is alex myself and then austin okay so let's start with LVP first, which I'm going to give it to Misty for opening this can of worms in the first place. Sorry, that was a low-hanging fruit, I know, but she's the one who decided that she had to have this thing and then later encouraged it uh, to continue its 
rampage. And and also, she was awful to Psyduck this episode. I mean, awful. Like, As at one usual. point... Yeah. At one point, she's like... She has the idea to help Jigglypuff. She's like, I know. We'll, you know, have Psyduck help it because, you know, Psyduck's stupid and it won't fall asleep. That doesn't work. It falls asleep anyway. And then she's like, you stupid Pokemon or whatever, and, like, smacks it in the head again. So I'm like, okay, you're just straight up abusive at this point. I love Psyduck falling over, like, clunk. Yeah. (laughs) It was, like, hollow. It was, like, boop. And then MVP, okay, so I know at one point, like, Ash kind of does a flip-flop. Well, first of all, I'm going to give my MVP to Ash. Ooh, interesting choice. Because I know I ragged on him just a little while ago because he's like, you know, well, we can't just leave her here. But then I think as he realizes that this isn't going anywhere and they're not making any progress, he's like, <laughs> okay, this is fruit. This is fruitless. We're not getting anywhere. Let's just leave it and go. We have other stuff to do. So he, d- he was the only one that recognized that they shouldn't continue to help it because this thing is jacked up. So I did have to appreciate him trying to escape the situation but misty didn't let that happen so that's why again she's terrible (laughs) all right quotes let's see i have two and i'm not sure which one to pick pick the one that i didn't use okay i'll pick the one where after jesse and james and meowth did their wonderful song jesse says (laughs) wait okay she's is that not the one you picked no i think you're good i think you're good okay she says, you need to work on your timing. You were late on the last verse. And Meow said, but my pitch was perfect. <laughs> and I think she's right. I think they were a bit off in their timing in the last verse. They were. Yeah. Did y'all notice that? <laughs> we're just listening to the I, video here. It actually did sound a little bit like it was. Uh, <laughs> well, I love good. her. She's she's a performer at heart. So I appreciate her taking note of that. So mm. Awesome. So I'll transition with that for my MVP, and I'm going to give it to Team Rocket for that performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, thank you all for bringing that up. I kind of glossed over it, my bad. But that was a beautiful performance. And How could you? Thank you, Austin, for that little tidbit of history there, because I honestly did not know that that was like some CD hit. I was like, this is really good, though. Well, hit is questionable, but I know it exists. I'll go subjective here. It's a hit for me. All right. And then I put my LVP as Jigglypuff, mainly because it was just... What do we say? It was just... We see the evilness. Like, of course, you can say that Ash and Misty and Brock provoked it. But for it to carry on and still continue to be that way, that was deep inside to begin with. You know, they didn't fully harness that evil. Jigglypuff was initially evil to begin with. It's okay, Jacob. You don't have to explain it. We all understand why it's the worst. (laughs) I just just want to justify my reasoning. Okay, okay. And then my quote is coming from my favorite character, James. And he says... With enemies like that, who needs friends? Oh. I was like, that's actually bittersweet in a way. <laughs> in a way. But uh, but good for you, James, for having enemies that are comparable to friends. I have several MVP candidates. Wow. But I'm going to give it to Staryu. <laughs> I think Jacob got confused because I think he thinks I hate Staryu when I actually hate Star Me. Oh, okay. Staryu, on the other hand, is usually pretty dependable. And even though there was a bit of a delay of it coming out of its ball because of Psyduck, Staryu did still come out of the ball and do what it was told to do. So, yay for Staryu. Yeah, and it double-edged the hell out of that Jigglypuff straight into that tree. It did do that. It was pretty brutal, actually. Yeah, it was. Love it. The only LVP I have written down is Weezing, 
and I have it written down LVP to Weezing because Bulbasaur grabbed it with his vines and turned it oh. around and it attacked Team Rocket. I'm like, God, Weezing's fucking stupid. <laughs> Poor thing. Like, you're, they're floating. You can turn around. <laughs> anyway. Or you could have just kept your mouth closed, but whatever. Well, I think, I can't imagine that would be healthy for it. Wouldn't it just, the gas would come out of its little holes and it would just disperse out into different directions instead of a I guess. concentrated... Like we- Weezing had options, and Weezing did not take the moment it had to assess those options and do the <laughs> stupid thing. I assume it can control its holes, like a blowhole kind of thing. We just didn't do it. Poor thing. My quote is going to be a very quick one. It's at the very end of Team Rocket. They're walking around. They're walking away, feeling great because the Jigglypuff song rejuvenating them. And they did not need to have this little line in here. Oh God, I know what it is. I think for kids added it because it's Eric Stewart as James going. Tra-la-la-la-la-la. And it's really <laughs> quiet in the background. And they did not need to have it there. And it was great. That was wonderful. I love it when they have fun like that and they add little extra things. You could tell when they have just fun with the episode and don't really they care but not, you know, too too much. <laughs> well that I guess that can you, you Austin, okay, you okay. I saw it. <laughs> I heard well, I was having a Jigglypuff moment where I smacked the mic and it flew across the room. Oh, I thought it was bully, like bumping it or something. <laughs> no, that was me. That okay. was all me. Oh, okay. Lord of mercy. Okay. All right. <gasps> okay. Yay. Oh, boy. Do I have to do yep. this one? The next episode we are talking about is Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Three, two, one, Go. Okay, in this episode, Ash and friends arrive in Grandpa Canyon, where they meet Gary, who tells them about the Great Fossil Rush. And not wanting to be outdone by Gary, Ash decides to participate in this fossil dig. Um, They overhear a plan by Team Rocket to blow up the whole canyon with dynamite so that they won't have to waste all their time digging. Then Ash and Squirtle try to stop this, but fail. They try to avoid dying, but get blown into a cavern underground. They get attacked by the fossils. Aerodactyl appears. Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the worst one we've had in a while. Sorry, there was a lot that happened. Also, mystery egg. Mystery egg. Thirty seconds isn't really that long. No, it's not. We can go. I've been saying since the start. We can go up if you want to. I say we go down. What? Fifteen seconds. Go. <laughs> Twenty-nine second summary. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, I, I would just start off the bat scene. I didn't enjoy this episode as much as the. Jigglypuff one. Boo. Boo! You like this one? Y'all did? This is a great episode. What are you talking about? Okay. Feel free to intervene at any point. I will. Okay, go for it. So we, um... No, not now. (laughs) So we do continue... Okay, it was Grandpa Canyon. Beautiful Grandpa Canyon. Perfect. Okay, so we have confirmed that it is Grandpa Canyon. So they arrive at Grandpa Canyon, and they find Gary there. Gary motherfucking Oak. <laughs> Gary Oak. <laughs> and he's dressed pretty spiffy. He's going to do some digging. He's going to find some artifacts. And he said he's an ar- archaeologist all of a sudden, which is... Well, well. Well, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> First of all, it's not archaeologist. It's paleontology. Well, I think the fields are related in some way. Let's get some. Okay, so the next part that happened, that's why he switches to paleontology, is so he does find an artifact, but it turns out to be poop. Mm-hmm. Which apparently okay. can fossilize. Yes, it can. Can I make a comment about Gary here? Yes. I was kind of disappointed in Gary, but then I was like, wow, he's learning. And this is, you know, kind of the 
the match spark that sort of, I guess, steers him into his love of paleontology and science. But he was kind of dumb because he's like, is this a brain? Did I find a Pokemon fossil <laughs> that's a brain? And I'm like, Gary, please. You can't have a fossilized brain. <laughs> I mean, it's a Pokemon world. Maybe you can. You don't know what kind of brain those things got. Well, True. I mean, fossilized droppings, that, that's a fossil. You found a fossil. Yeah, he did Good find job. a fossil. And I looked up poop fossils, and they have a name. It's called, like, corporalite, coprolite or something. That's their scientific name. Is this the Jurassic Park thing? It was very Jurassic Park. That's why I was getting some Jurassic Park vibes Did paleontology there. have a real boom in the 90s because of Jurassic Park? Is that what this was? Probably. Yeah. I could see it being that way. Did anyone else go out in their backyard and start digging for fossils after they saw Jurassic Park? No, because I wasn't an idiot. Oh, sorry. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Sorry, that was easy, Jacob. Okay, you say that. You say that, but guess what happened one time when I was digging? You found a fossil? We can say it's a fossil. It was a very old railroad spike. Ooh. Oh, that's fine. And it just so happened that we had, like, an archaeologist come into our school. The, I swear this happened. Came to our school the next day, and I brought it to her. And it turned out there was like an old railway that ran through our town that I guess came across my house and it had like the little emblem on it and she was like scraping it and stuff. She goes, oh, this is really cool. You found this. This is very Ooh, unique. Look at you. Yeah. So I wasn't an idiot. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's exciting. You did find something. Yeah. My mom was surprised as well. We should rent a metal detector and just walk around. That'd be interesting. The beach is great for that. If you want to just do that. I vote for that. Let's do that. All right, next episode. Next episode's coming live from the beach. Yep. Well, after we find out Gary finds poop, we kind of zoom over to Team Rocket, who has planted bombs all across the canyon, which I, I put in my notes, they planned mass murder, basically. Yeah. Okay, real quick. What is up with people lately and dynamite? Like, first we had the carnival manager who wanted to, like, kill everyone in the traveling circus town. And then now we have Team Rocket, who's also trying to kill everyone in the canyon with dynamite. Is Team Rocket trying to kill everyone? They know there's no. like a whole group of people there. They're just trying to get the they're trying to get the artifacts faster. Is what okay, they say. okay. I think the Team Rocket's just stupid, and they're just like, <laughs> yes. well, how are we gonna get underground? Blow it up, and they're just dumb. Yeah, but doesn't Ash? I thought at one point they do mention like you can't do that there's like people here or something oh but does Team I, rocket have a response yes i might have dreamed that but. no basically what happened is like they see ash and i think he does kind of point out that there's a group there and that's when they start they start chasing the what is it called the line to ignite it the fuse the fuse that's what i, I don't know why that word escaped me oh speaking of remember when i mentioned the one woman pounding off yeah <laughs> i re- i realized what i meant to say I, re- I meant to say she stomped off oh okay no, you meant pound it off. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Speaking of pounding off. So Team Rocket pounded <laughs> off. Team Rocket pounded <laughs> off and lit some bombs. And Ash and them try to, Ash and Squirtle try to put it out. Squirtle sprays continuously and misses. Squirtle, Squirtle was not on his game. For a person that puts out fires, yeah. Yeah, he's a firefighter turtle. You think he could spray a wider width of spray? Like he was trying to be very pers- like precise. You think he would just let it all out? You know, right? Squirtle, go ahead of it. Yeah. Go where it's heading <laughs> and wet the ground. Yeah, wet the fuse. <laughs> wet the line where it's going. Like that way, it just fizzles out. I, I, I was just say, you guys are already changing my attitude about this episode. I'm starting to like it now. Now the points, <laughs> the points are coming back to me now. 
<laughs> How could you not love the sequence of them chasing the flame? Because that was funny. It was yes. so cartoony and like slapstick. It was great. It was like Looney Tunes, like you know, yes, like it was. duck season. You know, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. It was very Wiley e. Coyote in the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a better analogy. But uh, anyway, they <laughs> they fail. Squirtle obviously fails to put it out, and Pikachu <laughs> Pikachu lets out a bolt of lightning at it, and. Of course, lightning sets the fuse off. Pikachu did not learn anything from their time in the cyber dimension. No, they clearly <laughs> they not. They did not. That's a good point. <laughs> and so Misty and Brock hear the explosion and they run over to it. And Squirtle somehow miraculously got out of this explosion. Obviously, the explosion led to Ash and Team Rocket falling deep, deep into the earth, which I think should have killed them. But as we know from previous episodes... Falling from heights is kind of non-existent in the Pokemon universe. <laughs> like we had, you know, Team Rocket fall from the top of a skyscraper and land completely safe. I like how that's something that we all catch on. We're like, oh yeah, this giant explosion should have killed them all, but it doesn't somehow. I mean, they fell like was that thousands of feet? It says into- thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meowth is like, we fell deep into like under the crust of the earth and all this, and I'm like, yeah, and they landed and lived. It's a big enough cavern for a giant pterosaur to be flying around in. Yeah, that is there. Because they do, once they, after they fall into the crevice, they wake up and they obviously try to find their way out, but they can't. And then they see these ancient Pokemon, which I forgot how cool Omnistar was. Do we have a favorite ancient Pokemon? Kabuto. Kabuto. Of this group? Kabutops. Of this group. We'll talk about this group. I was very underwhelmed with Omanyte and Amistar, actually. Really? Amistar was terrifying. Yeah. I was not, I could. I wasn't even paying attention to it. What did it do? It had its, like, bloodshot, like, crazy eyes and, like, I don't know, its mouth. Ugh. What makes it so, I guess, is, like, the evolution just takes it to another level. Like, the first evolution is, like, it's very calm, kind of looks kind of sweet, and then it goes to this extreme version that looks like it's just going to suck your face off. It looks like a face hugger <laughs> from, um, Alien. Amistar's my least favorite of these four. It's fine. I think it's the coolest. Alex, did you mention your favorite? Yeah, Kabutops. Kabutops. I mean, if we're talking about, like, individually, then that one. But, like, of the two, Ammonite and Kabuto, Kabuto, definitely Kabuto. Gotta pick that dome fossil every time. I always pick the dome fossil. (laughs) Dome fossil. (laughs) Every time. Yeah, that, that, (laughs) like, fossil mania guy can keep the helix fossil. Ugh trying to think which one i, I always assumed he was seymour the scientist <gasps> that's awesome but, but he's not he's not oh <laughs> man i was hoping i was hoping you had some lore behind that uh to confirm that anyway so they says these pokemon have been sleeping for like thousands of years yes uh, at first i wrote that makes no goddamn sense these are clearly the descendants yes. of ancient pokemon but then i remember we actually have an episode in the orange islands where that exact scenario proves to be true so maybe they were right what, that they like were like the Loch Ness Monster and have just stayed alive this entire time for thousands of years? We're going to earmark this because this is going to come back. Okay. Okay. So right now it sounds crazy, but it is kind of confirmed later on that they've maybe lived for thousands of years. I'm sorry that my knowledge of Pokemon anime lore is so... <laughs> no, no, it's appreciative. <laughs> so I like it. <laughs> I like it. We uh. rely on you for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We do. Just like Ash was relying on Charmeleon... When the Ugh. Pokemon came to attack him, which, because I was kind of shocked to see him make this choice. I guess we we're trying to get the disobedience away. But, I mean, there was obviously a plot point for this, but I was very 
shocked mm-hmm. with Charmeleon? Why? Why Charmeleon? Wait, I mean, if you're s- going up against eight water types, you obviously send out Charmeleon. Yeah. You guys also, you're, you're, you're skipping ahead, because I want to talk about Officer Jenny. All right. Sorry, every time Officer Jenny comes around, I have to just <laughs> hate on her. Then we can get to Charmeleon, but I just have to go back and say, well, I shouldn't even ask this question, because I feel like it answers itself. Why is she so incompetent? I, I don't know. Missy and Brock are trying to dig Ash out. So... The other thing, too, is I'm not understanding, like, the physics of this because... No, no. Missy no. <laughs> and Brock were yeah. stupid as shit. This is, like, again, like, that cyber world episode where they try to move the barricades to the middle and not right? to the side. Yeah. All the these rocks are, like, perfectly sealed shut. They perfectly formed a oh, seal yeah. over this giant hole. Mm-hmm. And so their approach is, we're going to go to the middle of the hole, grab certain rocks, and then move them slightly behind us. And we'll just do that until there's a giant hole that we will also fall through. Exactly. With with that part, though, was it just Geodude that was digging it? Well, they were, no, well, it was just Geodude and then the Misty and Brock and Squirtle. And they were all in the middle. Yes. Okay. Right. Because I was thinking Geodude would be the smart choice to put in the middle. Well, I think you would get Geodude and have it move rocks from the edge, grab oh, yeah. the rocks on the edge, and then move them outside of the hole. Mm-hmm. But no, they're like staying in the middle of the damn thing. They're all going to fall too. <laughs> Alternatively, they could have had, like Brock could have had Onyx on the edge, and it could have like had its body oh, on the staircase. edge. And then, yeah. You form one little hole, one little hole in that seal, put Onyx down there, and they can just climb up Onyx and get right out of it. Well, the other thing, too, is they don't really know what's happening down below. So if they were to move the rocks and cause a cave-in, they could have killed Ash and Team Rocket with the falling rocks. If I didn't live in the Pokemon world, my first thought would be, oh, they've died. Uh, <laughs> That's what it the is. Bodies. <laughs> or just leave them. <laughs> Assuming that I've assumed they've survived somehow, I would think, oh, my God, they're, like, unconscious and we're going to cause a cave-in that's going to flatten them. Right. Then Jenny appears. Yeah, so then somehow she's she's there which okay that makes sense there was a police officer on the scene or whatever i guess that's the only way that this makes sense was to have her already there because they beg her for help they're like oh my god my friend's down there you've got to help him and she's like okay well we can't get any machinery down here so i'll have to go get help and then she runs away never to be seen well she comes back at the end which holy shit okay we'll get there but (laughs) I guess her being there already is the only reasonable explanation. Because why wouldn't she have, like, backup people after this giant explosion happens? People are presumed dead. I don't know. Well, they can't get the, they can't get the machinery down there. She's useless. Yeah, what, kind, what kind of machinery are you going to use? Excavator? Yeah, that could just cave in on... I don't know. But the ground is really hollow there anyway, as we see. They shouldn't have been digging there to begin with. No, they really shouldn't have. There was like, what, three feet of earth between the <laughs> yeah. surface layer yeah. and the crag? That was going to, yeah, because that leads like to the next point, because like Aerodactyl comes flying out of a like a cave that ain't no telling how far it goes back. Kind of like Austin was saying, there's only like that, like three feet of earth between like them and the cave. The giant hollow area in the it's like an ant farm down there it's just a bunch of little tunnels all the way through the whole thing (laughs) you know i don't know what's going on here oh but anyway like i mentioned aerodactyl comes out and after this is after the geodude does his job and clears the rocks grabs charmeleon flies him up and just starts taunting him basically sort of saying hey you know you suck charmeleon you suck and then 
In a very short time span, we see Charmeleon evolve into Charizard. Which, how many episodes, does anyone remember how many episodes it was between we got Charmeleon to Charizard? Melvin, Paris, particularly Puff, this episode. It, so four? So four? Yeah, all together. I just want to say, I felt kind of bad for Charmeleon for a minute because, <laughs> oh my god, because that, the one part, like you were saying, Jacob, before, Ash calls Charmeleon out, which, bad idea in the first place, but... It was laying there, and then Aerodactyl flies by and smashes it in the head, and like, <laughs> and like knocks it clean off of the rock it was sitting on. This poor thing, and so, and then Aerodactyl like it comes back around, like it starts pointing at its head because it's got a big gash on the front of its head, and he's like, "Look what you did to me!" Like it puts itself in between Aerodactyl, which was chasing Ash and Team Rocket, and then. Ash is like, good luck, and runs by it. <laughs> <laughs> he knew, he knew and, better. And then that poor thing, it gets knocked out of the way again as it flies by. I was like, holy shit. Poor Charmeleon got, like, abused twice. <laughs> and Ash is just like, see you later. <laughs> Maybe this was Ash's payback. Maybe he chose Charmeleon for a reason. He's like, this no thing's way bigger, than you, way bigger than you. I'm just going to let you get beat up a little bit. Maybe I'm going to try to humble you a little bit instead of all this, you know, attitude you got. Put it in the back. I think we're giving Ash way too much credit here. <laughs> we may be. We are. I don't blame Charmeleon for being how it is. Ash just is terrible to it. Terrible. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. I just had to say that. Good point. I have to comment real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say it. Go for it. These are rock water types. I realize Ash doesn't probably know that. I assume he doesn't know That's that. That's true. Well, he doesn't even know what a carnivore is, okay? So Okay, yeah, you true. Can't, you can't trust that he knows Pikachu's electricity that. should have affected them, I'm just saying. To a degree. To a point. They're, they should have been super weak to it. Wouldn't it be two it's times power. effectiveness? Yeah. Not four, but two. Well, with Pikachu using stab. Oh, stab. Then it, then it would be four. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on. Oh, moving on. Oh, what happens next, Jacob? Oh, well, well, we see. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'll save it. I'll save it. You sure? You can go for it if you want to. No, I was just going to point out the other idiotic thing that happens here. Because, like you said, Aerodactyl has flown out of the cave at this point with Ash in its claw. And Pikachu and Charmeleon have jumped onto it. As Aerodactyl is flying out, Charmander, or Charmeleon rather, and Pikachu fall off. And then Brock's like, as as Ash zooms by his face, (laughs) Brock is like, where's ash in all fairness brock just witnessed a prehistoric creature emerge from the <laughs> earth it probably covered it up just a little bit i don't think i can't blame him for having a moment of processing error <laughs> <laughs> did he black out i guess i don't know it just overwhelmed him he couldn't handle it i mean yeah. if you saw like a t-rex running by with me and its jaws would you be like wait that's austin <laughs> it depends are you already dead okay. or are you good screaming point. for your life good okay this is a good point. I'm alive somehow. Okay, I, I would notice it. Okay. I'd be like, hey, Austin, what's going on? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> there goes Austin. <laughs> we need to get him. <laughs> I'll take the Brock approach. Austin's in trouble. <laughs> Brock, shut the fuck up. You're useless. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brock. So we have get, obviously, Brock being airheaded here. And then we get oh, sort of man. Misty, who happens to see Jigglypuff in the side 
off to the side here. And this is where Misty kind of unleashes her secret plot to kill Ash. What? This, it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier. By putting, She's putting Aerodactyl to sleep, but she's also, as a side effect, going to be putting Charizard oh. <laughs> to sleep and Ash well, to Charizard sleep. Charizard doesn't exist yet. There's no Charizard oh, yet. Wait, is there? Yes. Yeah, I've mentioned that. Yeah, he did. That We, we sort of jumped back and forth a little yeah. bit, but Jacob did say Charmeleon and Aerodactyl have this face-off. They start like mocking each other aerodactyl's like nee, 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 you can't get me and then charmeleon evolves. rage evolves rage evolves <laughs> i love it remember his special attack was rage there true you go. and so out of spite he evolves and that's a great reason to evolve it is. flies after <laughs> like i said misty sees jigglypuff and sh- her idea is there's only one way to stop this ancient evil pokemon we must put it to sleep with ash in its grasp and with Charizard fighting it. And so, of course, Jigglypuff sings, and everyone goes to sleep, including Ash, uh, Aerodactyl, and Charizard. Mm. Oh, no, Charizard, actually, I got ahead of myself there. Charizard is somehow immune initially to Jigglypuff's song. Alex, there's something you want to add there? Oh, my God. How cute was Charizard? Oh, my God. Sorry. I just have to say, he's like... he. He's so smart. He has his little hands and he's like, he puts his claws into his ear, ear horn. But he things. doesn't have ears. He's a lizard. Yeah, that's what I was kind of. <laughs> they have like ear pads. They do have ear pads. He should have using his tongue. Was covering it up as best he can. <laughs> so cute. He's like, he has the foresight to like stick his claws in his ear pads or whatever. And thank God too. Yeah. Obviously he knew Jigglypuff's power or ability with the singing. So good on him because he is, in fact, the reason that Misty does not unintentionally or intentionally murder Ash. Well, Charizard, he made a point after everyone else was asleep. He caught Ash falling midair. Yes. Yeah. Like he consciously did so. Yeah, he saves him. But I'm talking about like Misty's initial proposal to solve the problem, put Ash in harm's way. I mean, to her credit, what else was, I mean, anybody else going to do about this? Jenny ran off somewhere. (laughs) I mean. Aerodactyl put him on a high peak and was about to eat him alive. We had to act. We did have to act. And (laughs) that was my fault. I misspoke. I also forgot that physics don't matter and it doesn't matter from what height you fall from. You always live. True. Misty did have the right idea here. That was my bad. Exactly. Take it back. He w- he couldn't survive if he was in an aerodactyl stomach. He could have just got pooped out, and then Gary would have found him. <laughs> he as He would have found him later, <laughs> millions of years later. <laughs> well, like I said, Misty's plan does work, and thanks to Charizard plugging his ear holes, he does wind up saving <laughs> Ash. Yeah, plugging his ear holes. Oh, I said man, ear okay. holes. Ear holes. <laughs> he saves Ash, and of course, everyone falls asleep. And I think this next part is kind of what Alex alluded to earlier when she was talking about Officer Jenny. Oh, boy. If you want to finish your thoughts from earlier. Oh, do you, I don't want to interrupt. Oh, I was just going to say that <laughs> she does some extreme gaslighting, maybe. Holy crap, saying. that's what I wrote down. You wrote gaslighting, too? That is exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> she decides to gaslight everybody. She had to cover up the story one way or another. She did an excellent job doing so. Oh my god. This might be the worst Officer Jenny we've ever seen. Is it? Yes. <laughs> she actively declares that what everybody saw was actually a figment of their imagination and that nobody was going to leave this park billing these wild tales about prehistoric Pokemon. And everyone believes her, except for Gary, 
leading to his future career as a fossil Pokemon researcher. Well, maybe he was immune because his grandfather is Professor Oak, but I feel like everybody else was under, like, penalty of death if they said anything. And the crazy thing after about, like, after Jenny is after she does, she kind of gaslights everyone and tells them this didn't happen, they close down the ar- archaeology site. Paleontology. Paleontology site. Well, okay, admittedly, they literally fell through a crag in the earth. They had to close its site down. This was irresponsible They close it digging. for danger of digging in cave-ins, though. Not, not yes. for the fact that there's ancient Pokemon underneath that could come up and, you know, harm you. Kill you. Yeah, kill you, yeah. Continues that point of Jenny just being sleazebag. Like you said, Alex. <laughs> Little does Jenny know, someone got away with photographic evidence of the Aerodactyl. Do we see Ooh. him soon? Yes, we do. Oh, Oh my god. I'm not excited no. about that. <laughs> no, no. No, god, no. Ugh. Why'd you remind me? I was living blissfully ignorant, like, over here, forgot all about him. Well, speaking of annoying characters, Ash wakes up with an egg. <laughs> we know what the egg is. No, we don't. It's a mystery. Oh, it's a, yeah, yet. mystery. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Are you assuming that the egg is going to become annoying, Austin? Um, Yes. <laughs> I actually like the egg, but I know people don't. I like the Why egg. Why don't people like the egg? Because it cries. It cries? Oh. I like the egg. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're referring to now, yeah. I like, I'm pro-egg. Oh, are you talking about after it hatches? Yes. yes. Oh, I was like, wait, the egg <laughs> The crying? egg is crying what? itself. <laughs> That's why Brock oh, took I it. Oh, I see. Brock's motherly I instinct see. took over and after he heard the egg crying and had to take it from Ash. Yeah, Brock straight up steals his egg that Ash plucked from the canyon. Well, to be fair, to Brock's credit... At least in the first half, he's like, well, I don't know. I don't think it, you know, we were we right to have taken it out of the park? We shouldn't have done that. Why was the egg there? Finders keepers. Well, I'm assuming that whatever dynamite, the explosion, I don't know, set it free from wherever it Oh, God, that's was. even sadder. This is like a Finding Nemo situation. They destroyed all the other eggs, and this is the one that survived. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Damn. It killed its parents. <laughs> yeah, they did. And captured them under the rocks and killed the parents and destroyed all the eggs and so I, orphaned it. The hatchling has that weird arm. Finding Nemo was a great movie. <laughs> it was really good. Finding Dory, eh. 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 Sequels rarely outdo the originals. That's true. I expect better from Pixar, though. Yeah. Not these days. Not, yeah, not these <laughs> days. That's true. Does anyone else have any closing thoughts or concerns for this episode, or are we ready to move on? Ultimately, I really like this episode. I watched it a bunch as a kid. There was a lot of events happening. There was a lot of wackiness and a lot of silliness and a lot of plot-relevant things are happening. And also, like, it's a wacky idea. Like, prehistoric creatures are still alive. Run! Like, it's like a... Like a funny, silly, scary episode with high stakes and bombs and... Omnistar. Drama. And Gary. And Omnistar. And Gary. And Gary. <laughs> it felt like a major event yeah. back in the day. Y'all warmed me up to it. I think it is a good episode. Once I started talking about it and you guys made the points you made, I warmed up to it. I changed my mind. Good episode. I mean, it is, the, it is the Charizard episode, which little to, did we know that it would kickstart the 25 years of Charizard, but I digress. Gotta get the card. I like Charizard. That's the problem. I really like Charizard. It's still a favorite, but I think they did it a disservice by overdoing it. Like, too much Charizard sometimes. Let me get the randomizer up for our MVP and LVP and our quotes. Oh, yeah. I'm going first. Followed by Austin and then Alex. Boo. Boo. I'll start with my MVP, and I think I'm going to give it to Charizard for having the insightfulness to plug his ear holes. 
when Jigglypuff started singing and actually save Ash. So kudos to you, Charizard. Way to go. And then I'm going to pick the low-hanging fruit here, and I'm going to give my LVP to Jenny for the mask oh. <laughs> mas cover-up that she did. Oh, it's just a dream sequence. You're okay. It's a dream sequence. It didn't happen. I will say this, though. That was a pretty clever cover-up, but that's as far as it goes for me. And then my quote is going to be a comeback that Ash says to Misty, I believe, when he's, she's talking and she says mentions about something about her brain. And Ash goes, hey, I think it's your brain that needs fresh air. <laughs> it's like, sick burn, Ash. Sick burn. And that's it for me. I have so many MVPs and LPs to choose from. I don't even know where to start. But I guess I'll just pick the first ones I see on the list. I guess my MVP will be Meowth. Because Meowth is the one, once they fall through the hole in the ground, to assess the situation accurately and say that now's not the time for fighting because they need to figure out a way out of there because they're in the center of the earth. <laughs> My LVP, I'll give it to Pikachu because even though Squirtle was doing a shit job of putting out the fire, Pikachu accelerated it through his own sheer stupidity. So Pikachu, you should know better. Uh, LVP. <laughs> My quote will be at the very end, Team Rocket is still stuck underground with the fossils. And this is another line that I think four kids added them singing to Aerodactyl. <laughs> Rockabye Dactyl, please don't eat us. Then James sneezes and the Aerodactyl wakes up. And then the episode ends. You're right that they did add that because the animation did not reflect that. The four kids was just having fun, I think. So <laughs> good, good for them. Good for them. I miss them so much. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that none of you guys picked the ones that I picked because according to Austin, there were so many to choose from. There were. I am going to give my LVP to Ash. I guess he never, like, went to Boy Scouts or had any sort of, like, nature training or anything because you're supposed to leave no trace when you go to, like, nature preserves or places like that, which I'm assuming this Grandpa Canyon is some kind of, like, protected area where they do, like, supervised digs. And so the fact that he takes this egg (laughs) out of the canyon and, like, and, and it doesn't show this. I mean, obviously, all this stuff is happening off screen. So we don't know where the egg comes from, really. But he should have left it there. And he took it and kicked off a whole, like, plot arc later. But still, he should have left no trace and didn't take the egg. MVP, God. I guess I'll give it to Misty. Just because, like, I know, Jacob, you talked about this extensively already. But, you know, she did have the foresight to... The way I see it, like, he was going to die, and then she was like, well, we have to save him by having Jigglypuff sing. So at least she did something and saved Ash. Whether that's a good or bad thing, I don't know, but she saved him. (laughs) (laughs) She should have let him go. (laughs) Yeah, she should have let him go. And then the quote, I'm going to give the quote to the narrator at the very end, where he says, And so our heroes leave Grandpa Canyon, resting place of the ancient Pokemon, with a souvenir. Hmm, maybe they should have just bought the t-shirts. Oh, narrator. Well, he's also questioning why Ash would take this mysterious Pokemon egg out of the canyon, but... Could have been poop. Right. All right, does anyone else have any overall closing thoughts for this episode, or am I ready to close this out? Let me know. I think there was a lot happening these past two episodes. They were very action-packed. These are big ones. Ugh, Jigglypuff. Ugh. You got Jigglypuff, you got Charizard... Y'all, Jigglypuff saved the day in both of these episodes. Cut it some slack. Did it really, though? Yeah, it saved the day twice. How did it save the day the first time? It stopped a riot from breaking out in the downtown Vegas, for one thing. That was just everyday business. (laughs) That's normal. (laughs) That's normal, exactly. 
And then it saved Ash's life. Yeah, again, good thing, bad thing. Well, Charizard and Jigglypuff. They even say at the end of the thing, at the end of the episode, that Jigglypuff and Charizard really saved the day. And Ash wanted to, to thank Jigglypuff personally. I feel like Charizard would have eventually saved Ash without Jigglypuff's help. Probably, yes. But due to twenty minute runtime, we had to get it done. We couldn't have a huge battle right now. <laughs> Ash would never have found that egg if Jigglypuff had not intervened. Or the explosion. The explosion too. With that being our closing thoughts, we have two episodes next week as well. Yep. One of them is a chancy operation with special guest star George Clooney. What? Yep. Are you serious? You'll see him when you see him. Okay. And the other one is, I think it's going to be an all-time favorite of ours, Holy Matrimony. Oh, I like that. Wait, which one was that one again? You'll know when we get there next week. Okay. I, I know, I know, which, I know that one now. I yeah. just got it in my head. Yep, I know that one. Yep, I can't wait to get to it. Thank you, Austin, for playing out the next episode, and also thank you all for listening. And be sure to leave us a five star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpen at gmail.com. That's outofthedrawingpen at gmail.com. And be sure to fi- follow us on Twitter at outofdrawingpen. Again, our handle is out of drying pan. And join us next time as the journey continues. Pump it up to the max. You know what's that's Team Rocket and we fight for what is wrong. We're tired, We're tired of our motto, so we thought we'd try a song. Jesse! James! The speed, the speed of, light. of light. Prepare to fight. <laughs> Meow, that's right. I am the handsome one. Looking good is lots lots of fun. We get something wrong, but but we keep rolling along. We want to have capture Pikachu. We hope to do it soon. And when we do, we'll be the stars of this cartoon. Beautiful, you both. Oh <laughs> Beautiful. Well done. Yay. Drinks all around. Oh, Jesus. We're terrible. Okay. So, Je- Alex, I called you Jesse. Were you. Jesse? <laughs> Jesse.